0: Welcome in to the Bro Four Squad podcast, where we are just a bunch of bros drinking beer and watching movies. This is our review of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, and I am your host, the Mayor Jeff Hornacek, joined by the mad scientist Brian Banner, here to review this as we do all of our movies using the five Bro Four Squad criteria, which is the acting, the story, our favorite scene the movie's rewatchability and then the impact of the film, or really anything that doesn't fit into the first four criteria. So off the top, I'm assuming uh, if you're listening to this, you have seen Across the Spider-Verse, because Banner and I are going to spoil the shit out of it. So if you haven't, pause this. All the spoilers. Everything. Uh, Some reviewers do non-spoiler reviews. We have found that very difficult for ourselves, because half the discussion is going to involve key plot elements. So we're not even going to fucking try yeah, so I like spoilers. to talk about the movie. <laughs> spoilers <laughs> abound. All right, Banner, we'll start with the acting and the voice cast for Across the Spider-Verse. What would you think? Good or bad? Who stood out to you?
1: Um, I thought overall it was solid. There was nobody that was just god-awful. Um, is it Samuel Malik? Is that his name? Uh, Shamik Moore.
0: Yeah. Shamik
1: Moore. I was one-off. I'm sorry, I didn't have it quite pulled up in front of me yet, so I apologize to everyone out there. But um, I thought he did great. I think he did a good job of aging his character up a little bit from the first one, um, which is very hard to do. And I know that has a lot to do with the writing uh, as well. But I think he um, did a good job of executing that. I think uh, Haley Steinfeld as well did a good job of... uh, Relaying a lot more emotion from her character uh, after the events of the first movie.
0: Yeah, this one, I would almost dare to say that Spider-Gwen is the main character in this movie. I
1: I don't disagree at all. I think that that is 100% this is her movie.
0: Yeah, they sort of flip roles in the sense that like we start with her. Her narrative and her plot thread with her dad, Captain Stacy, is kind of the key one that we track throughout the film and miles although he gets a lot more heavy lifting certainly in the third act i mean this is really to me spider gwen's movie and Haley steinfeld i thought was awesome in this yeah um,
1: I, I thought she was great
0: someone who did i did not appreciate as much in this maybe because the tone just feels a little bit darker and they can only play it one way is jake johnson as peter parker
1: yeah
0: i felt like he kind of struggled a little bit words in the first one um i mean i think he's he's well cast as this version of peter parker but like the fate of the multiverse is at stake and he's sitting here like with his infant daughter like come on man really
1: yeah i think that was just uh poor writing i mean i think he did as much as he could with it but this the direction that they're taking this trilogy does not bode well for him uh especially moving on into uh beyond the spider verse
0: now it's a big voice cast so we could probably do a whole 30 minute review just on the vocal performances but what did you think of oscar isaac as miguel o'hara who we of course had teased in the it was either a mid-credit scene or just like the very last actual scene of into the spider-verse
1: um i thought it was fantastic i thought he did a great job um again he had that hurt and that emotion and that um i'm doing this because i know it's right in his voice that anger just Every, everything about what he did was was great.
0: He had a painful conviction. There you almost Thanos like where he's like, "I really don't want. I wish there were another way to do this, but I have a job to do.
1: Yeah,
0: and you if you don't understand, then get the fuck out of my way. hundred percent. He was great. One last thing I want to say, Jason Schwartzman as spot, spot, and I had I had done a little bit of research before coming into the movie about him. He's a weird character because he – and they do this throughout the movie, but I think it works better in the comics because you have a longer runway to develop this. But he very quickly goes from, like, bumbling idiot literally kicking himself in the ass to now I'm tearing apart the fabric of time and reality. It's kind of a jolt to the senses as an audience member. I was like, this guy couldn't even, like, walk a second ago, and now he's like – Very
1: shoehorned in there, I felt like.
0: Yeah. And I know they – tried to retcon it and make him relevant to the first film um, with Axiom and all that. But I just wasn't really buying that very much, but Haley Steinfeld and Miguel O'Hara or uh, Oscar Oscar Isaac. That's for me. All right. Story and plot. So there is a lot here. (laughs) Yeah. Um, IMDB has the synopsis as miles Morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence. When the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles must redefine what it means to be a hero. So Brian, one of my big complaints about this film is that the first act almost entirely, like the first 45 minutes, the majority of it is really just spent catching us up on characters um, from the previous film and even like letting you know what happened in the first film. And for a movie that I think is about 30 minutes too long, that was just sort of, really difficult for me to palette at the end of this thing and then the second act very exposition heavy although i kind of like some of the concepts and then the third act which really kind of ramps up the stakes i feel like we're setting up the second part of this movie so what did you think about the story of um
1: so first off i don't like two-parters i think that they could have ended this um 15 minutes earlier uh you can still set up gwen's team and everything um prior to that but we should not have found out that he was in a different universe that he was in the wrong universe at the end
0: yeah i i
1: don't like two-parters i don't like it to be continued in a movie i think it is just an excuse where oh i can't decide what i want to cut out of one movie so i'm going to make it two movies and add a bunch of fluff and i think that's what happened um while all the stuff in the first act with gwen and her dad and all her heartache and all of that. While I understand what they're doing, I get it. It was just shoved down my throat a little too much. It drug on. Um, second act, I when we got to all the Spider-People, it's kind of cool seeing them all, but then it got a little ridiculous at the end. Um, my favorite scene is from that act. Um, and then, like you said, a lot of exposition that... Um, was necessary it was good stuff but again i think you could have trimmed a little bit of fat here and there um and the third act was was good no no complaints there
0: yeah this i i almost feel like the first act especially like there is and i i guess we have to stick to the spider verse theme obviously because it's inherent to the title but like the the first act is a movie i feel like like the spider and dealing with like we don't even need to necessarily travel across spider-verse is like i would watch a spider gwen movie where it's her, it's basically like her amazing spider-man version but her dad like makes the decision to arrest her like that's really interesting to me yeah. um, and then you bring in miles and it's it's almost like I, his stakes to me i was like okay so gwen is just dealing with like the fallout of her dad finding out who she is what's your problem now like your parents are just like love you too much Being parents <laughs> right i was a little bit confused with what was the stakes right there uh, and then it goes from zero to 100 real quick because, of course, when he, they go to Nueva York, it's like, all right, the whole fate of space-time continuum is, is on the line here. So um, I think from the aspect of, like, being very kinetic and and taking us a lot of different places, that's sort of what we know the Spider-Verse movies f- to be. I just feel like the first one felt much more concise in the story. Like, it, it had a much better idea of the movie that it was trying to be. This has a lot of crazy ideas that are really interesting, but i almost feel like the goal was like let's see if we can get literally like 25 different spider-men that have a speaking part in this movie into the film just because that would be wild and when you watch it it's like i'm just getting desensitized to this right like it doesn't even have an effect on you at a certain point
1: yeah i mean again it was just they were just showing their dick about how many different kinds of spider-men they can they can show up with um there was no there's no payoff to any of that which I'm crossing my fingers that we will get some sort of payoff uh, in the third one, but that's my problem: is that you don't have a payoff. It doesn't end satisfactory, so now we have to wait and go see another movie. While I get the marking, I get the business tactics of that, I understand it all. It just doesn't make for a a good. It doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth, especially when you have such a slow first act.
0: It's also tough, like. To go from Miguel O'Hara telling the story about how his entire family died and he has to basically prevent any can- non-canon event from happening. And then we cut to Andy Samberg voicing a character who's like a brooding, purposely over-emotional uh, version of Spider-Man. I'm just like, I don't know. Th- these two things back-to-back feel very out of place. Yeah. Like we're not We're not letting one breathe enough. A lot of ideas, maybe too many, though. All right. Um, or best scene or do you have anything else to say i got it?
1: one more thing what did you think about the quote-unquote twist of him not showing back up in his u-
0: universe uh, i'm very intrigued by that um especially because you know the whole interesting thing to me about the multiverse is like basically the butterfly effect right like how does one event change the, the course of people's lives and his is his dad dying and miles sort of becomes he doesn't get bit in the first place, but now he becomes the Prowler, which is cool. Um, more so, like, Gwen's team at the end, which includes some... It's First off, that team is too big. 100%. <laughs> this, and it's, like, it's going to well, get
1: bigger because, you know, uh, the spider woman, Jess, that was on the motorcycle yes, is going to join see. her. Because right. she's just had this fucking she's been eye fucking her all, all which whole
0: she is doesn't even she's superfluous in this movie i like the character of jessica drew but we don't even need her in this 100 uh, percent. but i'm interested in that i i feel like there's a lot of good ideas here there's a lot of good ways to take this the problem is that they had too many of them and as a viewer i'm just like what am i supposed to care about what do i invest in here especially in a movie that's already two hours and 20 minutes like just because we have a good idea doesn't need, mean it needs to be in this movie if it's not important to the story i feel like Yep. Um, I, I will say, though, even though I get that you don't like two-parters and I totally understand that, the way that this movie ends, I am excited to see where it picks up.
1: Oh, 100%. Yes. My problem – it's not the problem of the ending and where it's leading us. I absolutely love that. My problem is, is that this movie is not a complete movie. Right. It's the same, and I, I compare the, pair it to uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead Man's Chest is not a complete movie because of how it ends – and once you have uh, the third one, it <clears throat> completes that story.
0: It's a very good analogy. All right, best scene. I know you alluded to it earlier. What was your favorite scene in the film? So my favorite scene, you guys know I'm a sucker for a good chase scene. The
1: chase scene in Act 2 when Miles is trying to escape uh, Miguel's world and basically has every Spider-Man and its dog chasing him. While I know I was just literally just complaining about how many spider man they were, That was a cool scene. Him basically having to elude himself in um, however many uh, different forms was really cool. And essentially having to outsmart himself in the fact that he's having to outsmart all these Spider-Mans was was great. I thought it was a very well done scene. There was high stakes. There was emotion. There were some really cool action pieces, um, fucking webs everywhere. That was my favorite scene.
0: Also, the interesting dynamic of, like, Gwen and Peter are chasing him, but they don't really want to catch him. <laughs> right. They just have to, like, keep up appearances. Like, yeah, we're right running after... It's like when a, two baseball teams fight and the bullpen runs out. Like, they don't want to actually fucking swing at anybody, but they have to be there. Yeah. It's just part of the job. Yeah. Comes with the territory. And visually, that, was, that scene was just incredible. I do have to say, the animation in this, while I don't think any other movie could get away with this, like, it... It is bonkers, absolutely makes no sense, but I fucking dig it the way it looks. The And
1: it changes throughout the show. Like all everything the time. In the, everything in the first act with with Gwen was all like these crazy watercolors. that were, Everything was kind of running together, which was really cool. And then you have more really hard, sharp lines once we go to another universe. And then really bright and vibrant when we go to another one.
0: And then oh, obviously and then we end on these... They're almost doing like a South Park thing with him. He has like construction paper highlighting his electric guitar and it was just this aesthetic that i've never the entire thing had like this grainy palette over it too which i don't remember being in the first one but maybe it was but lord and miller were almost like we we we're just going to send you on like an acid trip here but you're usually so locked into the story that it either contributes artistically in a good way or you just don't even notice it
1: yeah i thought it was it was in a good way uh honorable mention well you go first and then i'll say my
0: own okay well my scene might actually surprise you in a movie like this where there is a lot of action and a lot of really cool visuals. Like, I just loved – I don't know what the technical name for them, but whatever, like, the blades were that Miguel O'Hara had, like, strapped to his forearms.
1: Like, elbow things, yeah. Yeah,
0: those were really badass. I thought those were – I also just loved his webs; so they were, like, red highlighted. They were red, yeah. But my favorite scene is actually one that almost had me tearing up, and it's the scene – at the end of the movie, right before Gwen goes into what she thinks is the um, universe that Miles went back to, which is actually his former universe, but it's the scene of dialogue that she has uh, with her dad, where they basically talk about how, like, we're both essentially trying to do the same thing. We have both dealt with loss, and you need to understand that, like, my badge is this suit, and if I lose you, I have no one, so we have to stick together. And then him just sort of saying like, I couldn't handle the moral dilemma of not arresting you. So I quit because that's how much you mean to me. Like, I'm not going to yeah. put duty over you. That scene was great because I honestly thought based on when she, the way that she left her dad earlier, that, uh, he was going to, he was not going to renege that he was going to say, no, I, I have a duty to do and I'm sorry, but this is where I'm at. And that just reinforces the idea that this was her movie and not another movie about Miles. 100%. Now, I do have a question logistically. This was probably said. When she traveled across the multiverse, how much time had passed? Like, was she legitimately gone for months? Or is it one of those things where, like, when you come back, it wasn't obviously instantaneous. But had she only been gone, like, a few days? I'm just wondering, like, the notion that her dad, did he have a feeling that, like, he was never going to see his daughter again? Or was he just sort of, like, at the beginning of the grieving process? I don't know if that was answered. If it was, I missed it. Okay. It felt to me like it had been months, but... Yeah, it felt to me
1: like it was real time where she had been gone for five, six, seven, eight months maybe.
0: Yeah. Okay, good to know. What was your honorable mention?
1: So, and I don't even know if it's an honorable mention so much as I thought it was really cool that they, when they were explaining the multiverse and the canon and all of that, uh, we got a little shot of Toby and we got a little shot of Andrew. Really course, cool. Donald Love Glover. how they tied those into the overarching Spider Verse.
0: Definitely, and you know, two other live action tie-ins, which I know some people might be on the fence about, but uh, going to the—I'm assuming that was the gas station or the Quickie Mart from uh, Venom, right? Yes, yes, it was. And then, of course, Donald Glover playing his character from Spider-Man: Homecoming. Yes. Who is the Prowler? The man. Prowler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So all, all very exists, cool stuff. If the Prowler exists and he's been caught, I'm assuming that means that the Miles Morales in the MCU is probably about the same age as he was in Into the Spider-Verse. Uh,
1: I think that's a safe assumption.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: It'll be, it'll be fun to see where this goes.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> All right, rewatchability. Um, I do want to go back and rewatch this. I definitely am looking forward to watching an Easter egg video on it on youtube because obviously this is one of those films where i feel like there is a ton in the background that i was was not able to catch but again man and and i'm just sort of sort of feeling like this with a lot of movies now like i just saw little mermaid which is two hours 15 minutes this shit is just it's getting out of control between this movie's two hour 20 minute uh length which is absolutely gratuitous for an animated film and the trailers this was about a three hour affair for me at the movies and that's too much so I'm yeah. gonna say not very rewatchable from the, the sheer like first act feels very superfluous and but you know it's based on the way everything we got in Spider Verse and then it's just too long is what I'll say. What do you think? Yeah,
1: I 100% am gonna go back and rewatch this. Um, Into the Spider Verse is one of my favorite movies. It's it is top half of the top 100. We'll just put it that way. Um, wow. And this one you felt every minute of that two hours and 20 minutes. Every minute of it. While I thought it was still a good movie, I enjoyed it. I thought there was a lot of good stuff. Um, this is not one that I'm going to sit down and pop in and go, you know what? This is going to keep me entertained. If I pop this in, it's I'm going to end up getting distracted by watching something else or doing something. Um, I will rewatch it, and I'm intrigued. And I think this movie will get a lot better with Beyond the Spider-Verse once that comes out. Uh, but that is not... A good thing for this movie
0: yeah i don't know i especially having a 2 part. like what i'm going to be really mad about is if the second one comes out and it's or the sorry the second part to this comes out and it's like an hour 30 minutes i'd be like dude you didn't even chop these up appropriately <laughs> yeah like you could have given me like two hour 45 minute movies and i would have been in great shape there
1: and again that's that would have completed you could have ended this one at a more appropriate place to make it more of a complete story and then blow my mind with, Oh my god, he's in the wrong fucking universe. Yeah. Holy shit. And explain that to me in the first five minutes of the third movie and move on. And now you have three complete movies that all complement each other as opposed to uh one movie that complements two.
0: Right, because for rewatchability purposes, and I, I know I've harped on this like 15 times already in this review, but I feel like where you really are able to chop most out of this is in the first act. You don't really want to take away, um, uh, I can't remember the name of the city they went to with the Indian Spider-Man, but that's the canon event that the, you have to have. Yeah. Um, you got to keep everything in New Wave of York. And then after that, I actually feel like the pacing is really good. But like all the stuff with like Miles and the school counselor, and then like there's just a lot in that first act that, it's like it's almost like if you didn't see the first Spider-Verse, we're gonna give you like the Cliff Notes version of that whole movie. Here yeah. it is, you know.
1: And I don't know if this went into play. I mean, the first one came out, was it was it eighteen when it came out?
0: I would think so, yeah.
1: And it's been on the shelf and it's been delayed for I mean, this was supposed to come out in twenty twenty. Yeah. And so I don't know if that went into hey, we're gonna add a bunch of shit into this because of the time that has lapsed and being that it's more geared towards children, or if time just hurt it and they're like you know what we can add this in what's another five minutes here what's another five minutes there
0: yeah but that shit expanded. adds up fast you know and it
1: adds up quick
0: yeah it sounds like we hated the movie i i just it's a very good animated movie but the first one to me is a masterpiece and this one is just like has a lot a lot of issues compared to the first one yeah. which again most movies do
1: and it, it broke one of my big my biggest pet peeves and that's a that's a two-parter movie i just i don't i don't like it i can't stand it
0: yeah What's even worse, I feel like, is when it's not marketed as a two-parter, you know? Right. You go in thinking you're going to get a film and end up getting a part one. Yeah. All right, last one is Impact, which is basically the impact of this movie on the pop culture landscape in its respective cinematic universe and its genre. Or, quite frankly, Brian, anything you wanted to say about this movie that you just couldn't quite classify as one of our other four criteria for our reviews?
1: Um. Yeah, I just want to echo kind of what you what we had said before. It sounds like we're shit on this movie. It was a very well-done movie. It just did not live, and maybe this is part of my my fault, but it didn't live up to what I thought it should be. Um, I think it has a lot of good ideas. I think it opens up a lot, a lot of doors. I think it is moving away and moving the people's minds away from Peter Parker as Spider-Man, and there's a completely other style of spider-man in miles morales that's out there and that exists and is fantastic as well so i think we see us moving away from uh you know the uncle ben saga and peter parker and and all of that and we're moving into a more just just a new fresher idea of Um, spider-man and i mean they also created all of these other ones that hell i'd watch a 45 minute like I don't know, whatever you call it, like a 45-minute movie. Like a special you know, or whatever? Like a special, yeah, of uh, Nicolas Cage's new Noir. Oh,
0: it's definitely.
1: Me. You know what definitely. I mean? So I think that that is a potential avenue that they could go. I don't know where Sony would would place those. That's a lot of details that's just beyond me. Um, but that's one thing that I think is, is going to be interesting to see as the next one come out and as we start to see a new generation of people that – that are uh Spider-Man fans.
0: Um, it's clear to me that Sony like has when they put their Spider-Man property in the you know, the right creative hands, like it's always been done effectively. So like I know sometimes you might look at like some of the mess ups that Sony's made with Spider Man and be like, well without Marvel their, you know, success rate is not that great. But Lord and Miller, who know animation because I think they did a phenomenal job with the Lego movie, mm-hmm. um like they just have a vision for this thing that works for me. Now, it's overly ambitious, this one especially, and you know, gratuitously long. But as far as complaints go, I think that's pretty good for a movie. Like, I, you could say the movie sucked, the acting was bad, it was the set pieces were stupid. None of that is the issue with the Spider Verse movies. This one is just just too grandiose in scale for me. But the impact of it will be that I think Sony Animation with Spider Man is, if nothing else so fucking creative and they have the balls to do things that no one else does and i really really appreciate that i'll be there you know lined up opening week when the last one comes out for this um i just think it was almost a fool's errand to think that they were going to replicate the exact success and recipe they had with Into the spider-verse but we knew we were going to get a sequel obviously and it, it's a good movie but the first one's a great movie
1: Thank yeah i mean as much as we complain about the length the the content in that length was not bad it was all good stuff. It just didn't need to be that bad to convey the same message.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I haven't really done much digging online. Are, what are people saying about this, especially relative to the first one? Because the first uh, one obviously was a media darling, as it should be.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's uh, – I haven't done a whole lot. But from what I've heard is that it's getting positive reviews, but definitely falling short of its predecessor. Which is fair. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't mean you're not a good movie because you fall short of, I mean,
0: yeah. yeah just I are not
1: on the same level as some of the DC animated movies and those ones are very dark and gritty and gory and this is not. And I think that's a huge compliment.
0: Yeah. For sure. All right. Anything else before we leave the people for our across the spider verse review?
1: No, I'm very excited for the next one. Um, and i hope that the next one is going to complement this one and make this one better uh but we'll see i'm excited
0: do we have a release date on that i mean i think they made them together so i'm hoping yeah i, th-
1: I want to say it's next year
0: because originally it was supposed to be
1: 2023 yeah. so who they're cares. not
0: they're not going to want to sit on this too long you got to strike while the iron's hot Um, All right, for the Mad Scientist, Brian Banner, I'm the Mayor, Jeff Hornacek. We're the Bro Force Squad Podcast. Thanks for checking us out. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcasts. Just type in Bro Force Squad as three separate words. Type in those same three words on Letterboxd. Find all of our reviews there. We're on Twitter, at Squad. Also on Instagram. Check out everything we've done ever on our website, BroForceSquad.com. Till next time, Brian and I need to get really drunk and see if we can uh, fuck up a cannon event. Again. That's right, we did it before.